Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle The Truth. Today's episode is going to be sort of an epilogue to my California Dreaming series. This film does take place in LA and it is one of my favourites set in LA, but officially I'm not in Los Angeles anymore. I will have made it home today at whatever time and I'll know that I'll be very tired. Now I haven't had time to watch any new films, or I mean I'm assuming so because I haven't even been yet, but I'm assuming I won't have seen Morbius, Fantastic Beasts 3 or Sonic the Hedgehog 2, so please wait a couple of days or maybe a week at the max for those reviews to come out for me to watch them and review them. And I may do an episode dedicated to what I got up to in my time in LA because I'm very, very, very excited. Either way, today we're going to be talking about This Is The End, so not officially part of my California Dreaming series. However, I want to upload a review today because I don't, why do I want to do that? I honestly don't know, but either way, we're going to talk about it. So I really love this film. I think it's hilarious. I think it's so entertaining. It's very vulgar. It's very rude. And I think it has an absurdly high F-bomb count, but it's just stupid good fun. And everybody's playing a meta, self-referential, kind of heightened versions of themselves. And it just works. All right, these kind of people, this kind of humour, it really works to tell an apocalyptic style story but kind of make it funny, because the apocalypse is no joke, the apocalypse is not funny, and this was nine years ago, back in 2013, and it kind of feels like now we are living in the midst of an apocalypse, with a war, with a pandemic, everything just feels sh- but this film takes it to an extra level, and has the literal end of times, and it involves giant flying demons, demon dogs, a demon that f- Jonah Hill, and they have to exercise him, it's crazy, it's funny, and you don't have to think about it, right? You do not have to think, or you don't even have to have a single brain cell during any of this film to enjoy it, and that's why I love it so much. Maybe, okay, maybe that is because I have no brain cells, but uh, yeah, okay, now I've just realised that argument could stand. But look, the cast are great. Seth Rogen is funny. James Franco is very good. I mean, James Franco, yeah, I spoke about LA Confidential with Kevin Spacey the other day. Controversial. Now I'm going to do it again with James Franco. Different nature, or a different kind of controversy, but still controversy. And I think it's funny, because I kind of want to spoil the ending, but at the same time, I don't, so I think I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna tiptoe around it, but what happens to James Franco's character is kind of perfect, because this film came out way before all the allegations and cancel culture kind of got James Franco, but this film kind of plays with that, and it, it in hindsight, it's funny, because what happens to his character in the end is really on the nose, and maybe the warning signs were there, maybe it was all clear as day from many moons ago, but either way, he's great in it. I want to give a shout out to Danny McBride, all right, Danny McBride is f- hilarious in this film he is so funny i always remember him being quite um a bit bit too much like he was the outlier in the situation so you had jonah hill who was just like kind of calmly hilarious jay baruchel was an awkward kind of funny seth rogan was his typical humor james franco as well and then craig robinson or craig okay why do americans pronounce craig as craig That's what I never understand. It's so weird. It happens in every single circumstance. Daniel Craig, Craig Robinson. It's Craig. It is Craig. That's how it's spelled. That's how it sounds. Oh my God, Americans. Anyway, he's great too. But Danny McBride is the outlier because he's so... 
uh, kind of outrageous in his humor style but in hindsight looking back he's really really funny he has some great one-liners and the moment when he's speaking to everybody after using up all their supplies and he just keeps like giving everybody criticism like you need to do better acting where the f was that in the green hornet it's just funny it's really self-aware and it knows how to make fun of itself because the whole idea is only the good people go to heaven and these actors are not good people because they get paid an absurd amount and they don't really have to do anything hard working and therefore they've done some bad things and they are people but it's kind of funny because they are doing exactly what they are saying they are making a movie about saying they get paid to do all so that's exactly what they're doing they're playing themselves because they haven't had to come up with different characters or different personalities it's just them it is it, obviously it's to a heightened level but they're playing seth rogan they're playing jay baruchel they're playing james franco it's just them cameos are great in this film emma watson is pretty damn good in it actually paul rudd has a funny cameo michael Sarah has a funny cameo too because everybody hates michael Sarah, and i don't know if it is because everybody hates him in real life there's so many jokes about that like michael Sarah's dead i guess it's not also bad you know but this film manages to blend humor with absurdity and childish immature everything okay it is immature it's a very immature film but at the end of the day it makes me laugh a lot like a lot and it's very very easy to watch because it's not that long at all and it just flies by one minute you're watching it the next minute it's over and great music it feels okay this is what i want to talk about it feels very symbolic of the time it was made in so obviously this film was made in 2013 and it feels it okay it definitely shows its age because so many references that were only popular in 2013 and maybe 14 since then have just gone down the drain gangnam style segways 3d tv all of these things that happen in this film it's so 2013 it's ridiculous but i kind of love that because it's like watching a freeze frame of that year and i didn't think about it until now because i haven't watched it in a while i've seen it on tv here and there and it's funny to watch again but i've never sat down to watch it all in full in a very long time and seeing it now after everything that's happened in the last couple of years living through an apocalypse nine years later after its release it definitely feels like oh my god this is so 2013 and i i respect that i think it's funny in the way that it manages to do that and still be entertaining now yes i think a lot of it is just swearing for the sake of swearing and let's just try and get the number of up to a really high amount and it doesn't always need to be like that but also there are some really clever moments and really just funny references to other films so like the exorcist and spider-man 3 and pineapple express all these different references you don't need to know the films you don't need to be a film fan you can just enjoy it because hearing them roast it have banter you know just make fun of one another make fun of their own movies it's so entertaining because this kind of thing we haven't seen it in a while like when was the last time we saw a film that was making fun of somebody else's films i don't know i honestly can't remember but this film manages to do it perfectly and it's all in semi-good taste right it's not like it's completely attacking another film there are some completely ridiculous moments like channing tatum being danny mcbride's and then giant demons having giant dick and then not to mention the backstreet boys literally in this film in heaven it's mental okay it's absolutely mental but it's very very fun and like i said it's set in la so seeing the destruction of the hollywood sign and them thinking it's just an earthquake because i've realized i've watched at least three different films that have dealt with earthquakes in la san andreas escape from la and now this is the end so all in all am i going to expect to have had an earthquake in my time over there i mean i hope not because earthquakes are quite scary but 
I don't know, would be kind of cool, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Unless it's not to an extent that is like San Andreas or the Apocalypse, like this film. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen. But look, I just wanted to talk about this. I wanted to have a review out today. I don't know why. To be truthful, I really don't understand why I wanted to get a review out. But I've just got this addiction now. I cannot stop editing. I cannot stop uploading reviews. I am possibly going to take a break because I may need it, especially to do uni work. But with that, this has been This Is The End. And th okay, this is why I want to do it properly because this is the end of my time in LA, right? This is the day I come home. And I wanted to symbolise that in a way while still representing Hollywood and film set in LA. So yeah, I hope I've had a great time. I hope you've had a good time listening to these reviews and maybe watching them too. But with that, I've been Kieran and I'm back home, sadly. But either way, I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. <laughs>